Today on the newscast, an Iranian terror cell targeting Israelis in Turkey is broken up. Plus, Iran and Russia drawing closer. Get all the breaking details next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've been telling you over the past few weeks that Israel is very concerned about Iranian terror plots against Israelis on Turkish soil. Remember, Turkey is a very popular tourist destination for Israelis, yet the Israeli government in recent weeks has issued some pretty serious travel warnings telling Israelis, hey, do not go to Turkey right now because there are Iranian operatives on the ground in that country looking for Jews and Israelis in particular to kidnap or kill as revenge for the assassinations of several Iranian players involved in the nuclear program and Iran's terror operations. Iran, of course, is blaming those assassinations on Israel. Again, they are looking for revenge and they have chosen Turkey as a prime place to do it. Now, news is emerging today, Thursday, June 23rd, that a major Iranian terror cell on Turkish soil targeting Israelis has been broken up. Now, the arrests actually happened last week, reportedly, but news of them is just emerging today. Turkish authorities rolled up this Iranian cell, which apparently was in three safe houses in Istanbul, an eight-man cell consisting of five Iranian citizens and then three non-Iranians who I suppose were going to help this Iranian cell uh, carry out its business on the ground. They were hunting Israeli tourists in Turkey, number one. Secondly, they also reportedly targeted or wanted to target a former Israeli diplomat and his wife, again, uh, in Turkey. So this could have been a very, very nasty situation, folks. And thankfully, the cell was rolled up. It was an Iranian intelligence cell. Now, perhaps not coincidentally, yesterday we also learned that the head of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps intelligence unit has been replaced. So perhaps Iran's repeated failures in attempting revenge strikes against Israel abroad uh, were the motivation behind sacking him and finding someone new. Let's hope that the new intelligence chief for the IRGC has similar failures in all his endeavors in trying to target Israelis, needless to say. But this also comes as Israeli Foreign Minister Yair Lapid landed in Ankara today to meet with his Turkish counterpart, the Turkish Foreign Minister. And there have been rumblings that perhaps he will even meet with Turkish President Recep Erdogan. So we're keeping a very close eye on what is happening. Turkey obviously has been vehemently anti-Israel, the Turkish leadership, I should say, led by Erdogan over the past decade plus. Now he is trying to put on a charm offensive and broker better relations with Israel because his economy is in the tank. That's the first thing. And the second thing is Israel's natural gas deposits. Erdogan wants a piece of that. He'd love to see a pipeline going from Israel through Turkey into Europe. I don't think that's going to happen, but Erdogan would certainly like to see that happen. And that is what is behind the charm offensive. Now, one more thing to mention, Russian foreign minister Sergei Lavrov is in Iran now. He met yesterday with Iran's President Ibrahim Raisi, and Lavrov in a statement referred to the selfish United States and its allies and how nations 
that are not aligned with the U.S., that are being, in his words, targeted by the U.S., like Russia and Iran, they need to unite in an anti-American, anti-Western front. That's exactly what Russia and Iran have been doing for years, folks. And you can bet your bottom dollar that Syria was also on the agenda and everything unfolding there. And Iran is certainly pushing Russia to step up and to prevent Israeli airstrikes in Syria and to be more vocal and assertive there. And there are signs that Russia may just do that. As we've been documenting on the newscast in recent days, Russia condemning Israel publicly for airstrikes in Syria. Remember, thousands of Russian troops in Syria. Russia essentially controls the skies if it wants to in that country. It has given Israel free reign to operate against Iran and its proxies there. But I believe, folks, that may soon change and there may be prophetic implications there. Now, I talked about all of this recently in Jerusalem with Jonathan Spire, top Middle East analyst. We talked Russia, Syria, Turkey, Iran, and more. This interview will air on the Watchmen TV show this week. More on that after the clip. Check it out. Jonathan Spire from Jerusalem. What is Vladimir Putin doing right now in Israel's backyard, in particular in Syria? And why should Israel potentially be concerned? They're now perched just to our north. They have, of course, the air base in Khmeimim. They have the naval base uh, in bases in Tartus and Latakia. And they are there aligned with the Assad regime and in partnership also with the Iranians. It's a more problematic partnership, but it's a partnership nevertheless, which is where Israel comes into the picture, because, of course, Israel is engaged in a determined campaign uh, on an almost daily basis to try to undermine uh, and push back the Iranian attempt to consolidate and entrench themselves in Syria. I have a sense that the Russians are quite keen to say to the Americans, hey, you know, you think you're in our backyard in Ukraine? Well, we're kind of in your strategic backyard too, just north of Israel, so we can also make our, our, our wishes known. Could a day be approaching where that agreement mm. maybe comes to an end and Russia says, look, Israel, we don't want you to do this anymore. Knock it off with the airstrikes in Syria against Russia's ally in Syria, yep. the Iranian regime. Israel allows the Iranians to entrench among Syrian Arab army, Syrian army bases and positions and doesn't bother them as much as it maybe sometimes should when they are there because clearly one of the Russian red lines is, yeah, go after the Iranians if you want. If you can find something with an Iranian flag, we don't mind if you hit it. We don't really want you bothering our friends, the Assad regime. We were talking before the interview about, I guess we could call it the Afghanistan effect, yeah. the disastrous U.S. withdrawal back in August 2021. How much has that had an impact on Vladimir Putin's maneuverings on Iran and China, North Korea, different adversaries of the West? How much of the events in Afghanistan, in your view, embolden them? America doesn't have the boldness, which maybe once it had or which people thought it might have. And therefore that, you know, broadens the uh, set of possibilities for American adversaries. I think it kind of helps Israel also in its building of relations with Bahrain and the UAE, because there's a sense that, well, your traditional American allies maybe wish to take a little bit more of a backseat in the Middle East now, so they're concerned about security. They have to look for new friends and new partners. Obviously, the Abraham Accords, major game changer. Yeah. But there is more security cooperation now between these parties, Israel and the Sunni Arab nations, 
in particular to counter that Iranian-led axis, but it seems that this cooperation is really ramping up even more between Israel and the Sunni Arab nations. You know, we're seeing it with regard to visits by major, you know, by Israeli leaders up to and including Prime Minister Bennett, but also including, you know, Defense Minister Gantz, also Foreign Minister Yair Lapid. But the Bahrainis are deeply concerned about Iran. Iran regards openly Bahrain as being an Iranian province. And with the recent attacks by drones and ballistic missiles by the Houthis, that's to say Iran, on Emirati soil, on the soil of United Arab Emirates, they need to think about ways for more effective air defense. The Turkish regime, a friend of Israel before President Erdogan, but now Erdogan seems to be maybe taking steps to kind of heal the relationship with Israel, I guess you would say. What's going on there with Turkey and Israel right now? Erdogan, obviously a major and, in my view, a dangerous player here in the region. Absolutely. What he's trying to do, therefore, is to get back in the good graces of pro-Western states in the region, not only Israel. He also visited United Arab Emirates recently. He's renewed contacts with the Egyptian government of, of President Sisi, with whom he had very poor relations. I would say Israel needs to move forward, but with extreme caution. This is a regime in its DNA, which is hostile to Israel, hostile to Jews also. A regime under Erdogan that cannot be trusted. Absolutely. uh, Needless to say, in my view, Jonathan. Another regime that is very problematic as we close here, Jonathan, there are some serious internal problems uh, within Iran that are affecting the regime. Tell us more about that. If there will be a new deal signed, and it does look like there may well be one, it means, of course, that sanctions will be lifted against Iran, and that will help the Ayatollahs with regard to their internal economic situation. They've been facing very serious unrest. They've been facing drought, impoverishment, strikes. Iran's been trying to surround us for a number of years with its paramilitary proxies. Through diplomacy and strategy, we are now starting to begin to surround them, I would say, by building relationships and friendships around them. So everything to work for, but a new nuclear deal, you know, is not going to be good news for any of that. We'll Mm -hmm. see where it goes. I know you'll be watching it very closely. Jonathan Spire, as always, thanks so much for joining us, my friend from Jerusalem. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks again to Jonathan Spire for that great analysis. Folks, if you like that clip and you want to see more like it, be sure to check out the Watchmen TV show on TBN. If you love the newscast, you'll love our 30-minute weekly show. We are on the ground, as you can see in that interview in Jerusalem. We're on the ground in Israel and points beyond throughout the Middle East, bringing you the inside story from the world's most volatile and strategic region and why it matters to you. Now, that airs tonight. Uh, The full show, that's just a clip of tonight's show, airs at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on TBN. Or, I'm sorry, tonight, Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Friday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern is the re-air. And if you want to see the show before anyone else, the full show before anyone in the world, you can become a Watchmen Premium member. Just go to our homepage here on the channel, click Join. And for $4.99 a month, you not only help to keep us on the air, but also you get the exclusive first look at every brand new episode of The Watchmen Show, including behind-the-scenes commentary from yours truly. And we've got other offers coming, including exclusive Q&A sessions for our premium members. Some good perks coming for our Watchmen and Women on the Wall. If you are not a premium member, don't worry. We still love you, and you will still have all of the access you always have to the Watchmen newscast every day. But we think the premium option is a good one for our loyal Watchmen viewers. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.